So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. All right, welcome to episode 15 of the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm sitting in my backyard um, in a not-so-cold January night. Um, I do have long sleeves on, and but I do have flip-flops. So that's how we roll in Arizona. Today I want to give you a great podcast and I want to get real with you, and I want to invite you into my tribe. This is what this theme is. And to talk about two types of deals that are out there uh, that I think that you should be doing. And we're going to call them repositioning plays and momentum plays. But before we do any of that, we got to do what I love to do, which is to give some people some love. And so let's, um, you guys know that I love iTunes reviews, right? So I want to give a shout out to Dan Owie. It says, it's a must listen to. Give me a five stars. Corey shares so much valuable information and episode, and each episode is filled with gold nuggets. Always look forward to the next episode. Corey brings the energy and mindset that is needed to succeed. Thanks, Corey. Um, so, hey, I really appreciate that. Guys, do that, man. Go to iTunes and leave share with me let me know that you're listening let me know that this stuff actually makes sense and that you're getting some good out of it because it really jazzes me up when i see this stuff and i'm um, honestly i just li i like to talk about it so next thing is if you haven't done so go to the quick start or go to kahuna wealth builders and download my quick start workshop okay that's where you're going to learn how to raise private money how to find fat deals and um, I'm really excited because 2018, we are going to launch what we call the Kahuna Boardroom. And so this is something that I've been working on for a while. Um, it's going to be a, I don't have a course yet. So we're kind of going to create the course with what I call my six pillars. And we're going to do a live webinar for each pillar. And then we are going to also include a, a three-day intensive. And that's where it's, it's only going to be, I'm only accepting 35 applicants. So you're going to have to apply and really I'm going to have to select you. And I'm doing this on purpose is because I don't want to waste my time and B, I, I just really want to be involved with the people, with the right kind of people that are ready to learn, that are hungry for knowledge and that really want to go somewhere so um, I am going to make it very focused. I'm only limited to a very small. I'm not the guru. I don't ever want to be the guru. What I want to be, though, is the guy that will tell you 
nothing but truth. We'll show you how to get it done and we'll make it simple in the process because um, sometimes it can feel overwhelming. But if you take this business step by step by step, it can really change your life. I know it's changed mine. Um, you know, we start off as wholesalers, then I went to fix and flip, and then I got into the cash flow life. And dude, the cash flow life is the best, I can tell you by far. So if you're out there, and so who, who's a good candidate for this? I'm gonna say if you're brand new and have no money, no credit, and no like idea, I hate to say it, but you're probably not my candidate. Okay, I hate, I hate to even say that. I would say there's lots of other courses out there in the real estate world that you should probably, you know, start start with uh, like my good buddy Sean Terry, Flip to Freedom. Um, you can start there, you know, get in real estate a little bit. Now, if you're like a doctor, lawyer, if you know people, now I don't want to exclude anybody, okay? So don't get me wrong. And eventually we'll offer the course to everybody. But right now it's only going to be limited to the people that come into my boardroom. But it is going to be a way um, to really, I think, take if you're if you're already an, an investor doing wholesaling or fix and flip or maybe you're a doctor lawyer dentist high income person that has lots of influence right i can teach you how to get there i think quicker and i'm going to have a lot more success with those types of people okay and again i'm not trying to limit anything or discredit anybody that started from the bottom because i started from the bottom but there also is steps to the process, okay? And so I want you to be cognitive of that and because I want you to have success all across your journey. So if you're brand new, go learn wholesaling from Sean Terry. Um, there's lots of other guys out there. Todd Tobeck's got a good podcast. So that is what this boardroom is going to be and is what it's going to be like. It's very intimate. It is one-on-one -on -one with me complete access with me you get my cell phone number kind of thing like i just want to have some friends that want to learn about multifamily apartments that's how we're going to get it down um that's gonna come out somewhere in february is when we're going to start the marketing for it now we've got some cool and i mean we got some cool stuff that's going to be nothing but visual eye candy when we were in hawaii we we did a lot of stuff we're about ready to release it it's going to be a lot of fun you're going to like it okay um so pay attention we're also i've got some other uh, training stuff that i'm getting ready to pop out i'm probably going to put that out on youtube so be following my youtube channel and again i just want to create value dude it's, it's really um you guys know me i'm pretty genuine cat um i'm here in my backyard just chilling and i want to make it cool okay Okay, so let's talk about the two types of plays or deals that you're going to do when you're in the multifamily space. So the first one is a repositioning play. And I've talked about this a little bit, but I want to, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to give you a little story of what just happened to me in a deal and how I almost had to cancel the deal. So in a repositioning play, this is when you're going to do lots and lots of work, right? So you're going to buy a property. And really, year one or year two, it may not cash flow very well. And if it does, it's not going to be enough to pay your equity. Or sometimes it'll be a combination. Maybe year one, 
you can you're going to lose a little bit of money you're two you're going to you know just make a smidgen of money of profit for your company and then usually it's on year three that you should actually be hitting what i call the mother load like the payday right the oh yeah the fist pump and there's a reason for that is because normally it takes a full year just to fix up your property to take care of all the stuff that's got to get done on a big multifamily project in my mind it takes a full year because we don't rush and do these things we want to get multiple bids along the way we want to keep occupancy up as best we can and we just don't want we want to really maintain the asset as we're going okay so that's the first step and then the second step is once you get everything fixed and cleaned up and nice and tidy now we're going to reposition the tenant base again and a lot of times that takes a whole nother season now we when we model this now this is also in modeling so another cool thing that's going to be coming out in the next month is the kahuna cash flow calculator this is something i've been working on meticulously to give you an underwriting structure i've taken um, three or four of the templates that I like, I've mashed them together to give what I think is the easiest and cleanest, but most in-depth software. And it's really not software. It's, right now, it's going to be in my beta test. I'm just going to have it in an Excel format, which is very cool for the people that are going to take this thing up. Okay. Um, so, but anyways, on the play, on on that mo uh, repositioning play, year two, you're, you're turning the tenant base. And when you turn that tenant base, it does take a good amount of time. Now, but when we were talking about that modeling of it on when we present to investors, we always present in a very conservative manner. You do this every time without exception. It is always best to under promise and over deliver every time. Okay. So when, I, when we teach you these modeling on, my, on the calculator, you're going to absolutely want to like pay attention and not cheat the system because you're going to cheat yourself and you're going to cheat your investors. And so when we're modeling something like that, we are saying that we are taking two years almost to like get our property up and running. Now, we'll probably do it in one. We'll probably do it in one. But we wouldn't model that because that's speeding that's cheating the system and we would much rather be look like great guys that are really smart by not telling anybody that we can do it in a year we'd rather say hey, it's going to take two and then we do it in one okay that's that's really how you play this game especially with investors you just you never want to make big expectations we're always going to keep when we give somebody our underwriting it is going to be the worst case scenario. And if it qualifies as a worst case scenario deal, then guess what? It's a deal. It's a green light. And so um, in my calculator, I'm going to have where it's going to tell you with pretty good predictability what a green light deal looks like. Now, in the future, there's going to be a reason for that. It's called deal partnering or some kind of kind of thing where you can do some deals with the kahuna okay um we're not going to launch that yet but it is in the vision so um in that repositioning play though here's the thing when done right you can make 
a crap ton of money. I mean, a crap ton. And so I'm going to give you an example of the two, so two deals that I'm doing. So one is, uh, is the deal I did like last year. It's called Forcewood, uh, Forcewood Apartments. That's in Slidell, Louisiana, which is just north of New Orleans. And so that property is what's called a momentum play. So let's talk about what a momentum play is real quick, and then we'll talk about Forcewood. A momentum play is when you're buying pretty much an operationally sound property, and you're buying it at a good enough price, and you really don't have to do a lot of work or a lot of things. It's pretty simple, and it starts to kind of cash flow from day one. It can pay your investors each and every quarter, each and every month, no problem, from day one. And there's not a lot of risk to the deal, but there's also not a lot of profit, okay? So to give you an example, so Forestwood, Forestwood Apartment Complex, great deal. And it was a deal from the day we bought it. Not a lot of work to be done. Um, we replaced the roofs and the interiors are immaculate. The property had been totally remodeled inside every unit. New cabinets, new flooring, new everything. Great property. On the outside, we had some deferred maintenance. So we're going to paint the outside, do some stuff. But again, not too hard or crazy. And so we looked at this saying, oh, man, this is a great, easy deal. And so, but here's the numbers. The numbers break down to like, I think on, now I'm able to pay my investors from day one. Every quarter, we've not missed a payment. It's been very easy to pay our investors. We make enough profit. I think we're making like 25 25 to $30,000 net profit every, every month. I think it takes around $9,000 every month to pay my investors. Pretty profitable deal. And we have our projections to sell it in five years. And I'm going to make about a million dollars profit. Now, a million dollars is not great. Okay, I know that sounds like a lot of money. But to hold an apartment complex that I bought for three point six million and to make only about a million dollars profit yeah now that's not that's that's my side of the profit okay i still have pr enough profit so it's more like probably a million five or a million something but I, on my side i'm making a million dollars okay um and but that's a very easy deal and it didn't require much brain work and so it's like yes it fits our matrix and what's the most important is that it pays my investors, okay? Now, when I analyze the deal, I'm really only asking myself, like, two questions. One, can I make sure that I pay my investors their money? And, and at the worst case scenario, that I better damn well sure give them their money back, right? I better, I mean, it better be written in stone pretty much that I can give them their money back, okay? The second thing is, I got to make sure I make them profit because that's what keeps your investors, right? So I, those are the only two things that consume Peterson's mind when he's making deals because I want to sleep like a baby. And you do too. Trust me. You do not want to play a game of, oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm stressed out because I don't know how we're going to pay the investors. Okay. So follow my rules and my guidelines. As we start to unfold this stuff and we roll up more stuff, so you can never be in that situation. Okay, very important. So that momentum play 
not a bad deal. Make a million dollars. Um, let's talk about the cash flow because the, the million dollars is on the sale. On the cash flow, um, we modeled it for year one to make 60000 Year two to make like uh, 60. Year three, we're making 75. Year four, like almost 80 or 89. By year five, we're making 100K. Okay, or something like that. Not don't have the deal in front of me. But in reality, guess what we really did? We made 130, yeah, 30, 60, 90, 120,000. We did $120,000 profit year one. Now, how do you think that makes all my investors feel? How do you think it makes me feel? Feels great, right? But we've modeled a very conservative model, and we knew that. And I would much rather do that each and every deal. So I'll probably make more than a million dollars at the end or upon the sale of the property. But again, modeling is very important. And so we're giving the worst case scenario. That's what you give to your investors. This is the suckiest and the worst we'll ever perform in our lives. And we will like stamp our, um, you know, kind of our lives in stone that we're at least hit this number. That's what your modeling wants to look like. That's what it should feel like. All else, no matter what happens, we're going to hit this. Okay. Now, again, when we talk about hitting that, I always make sure that I make at least 25% of what my investors, I'm paying out my investors, because I want to be able to give up my money just in case. Like I always have a, you know, but, but what if, what if something happens? I got to be able to give up my money to make my investors whole. Okay. Very important. So that's the um, momentum play. It's very simple, very easy. And, um, it seems it's a pretty straightforward deal most of the time, most of the time, okay? Now, now let's talk about the numbers on the repositioning play, and I want to talk about what just happened in the deal. So let me tell about the deal that just almost happened that almost didn't become a deal. So I'm about to buy this property called The Grove. It's in Starkville, um, Mississippi, and it's right by Mississippi State University. And so we're buying this property. We had it under contract for $5.75, right? $5.75 million. And not a bad deal. You know, um, numbers were consistent. But when we initially did our site visit on the property, they were 82% occupied, but they had showed us that they had all the leases to make them at 90%. And they had made the. Um, Forward-looking statements telling us that, hey, we're going to hit that mark. That's what we're going to achieve. We're going to stay at that 90%. So it took us longer than average to actually put the deal under contract because we had some legal stuff that we had to make sure and get straight. And so we did. When we did this, it almost ended up being almost five months later. So now we're under contract. I spend um, $10,000 to have my whole due diligence team at the property. And our job is to uncover all the physical aspects of the property and all the financials. And in our financial due diligence, what we found 
is that the owner or the seller had taken his eye off the ball and he had let the property slip back down to 80%. And not only that, when, you know, you can sometimes when you do your site visit initially on a property where like, you're, you're interested, they're only going to show you like that. We, we always ask to see the worst units they have. Now, that doesn't mean they're always going to show you. Okay. So when we did our site visit, we saw like five units and they looked okay. And um, that was that. Well, upon due diligence, here's what we found. We found that the manager of the property was a dog lover. I mean, one of the, I love every dog I've ever seen. There's not a dog that I've never met that I don't love. And not that that's a bad thing, but large dogs and apartments, they do not go hand in hand, okay? Large dogs take large craps. And we had minefields all over the property. It was, it's, I mean, it's like, my gosh, I'm walking in the grass and I need to be really careful what's going on. And so each and every unit that we're going to is a dog haven. And it's a big dog haven. And the manager, she knows every dog. She's given biscuits to every dog, loves all the dogs. And as we're going unit by unit by unit, unit inspection. We're looking at every unit and we've realized like, we're like, whoa, this is not the normal. And we can tell now that it's the manager. She thinks dogs are good for the complex. She's got this, I'm a dog complex, but dogs, big dogs are not beneficial for making money. Okay. That's not how we make money at apartment complexes. Cause think about what dogs do that are not trained. They crap and piss all over your apartment complex and they stink it up and they create minefields. And man, we're like, so this is going to, to um, what it's going to do for us is it's going to slow up our lease up rate of the tenants that we want because the tenants that we want to attract are not going to want to come in initially. So we've got to do some things to fix it. Um, so that's like, that's dog. So not only did we find dogs, okay, you're not going to believe this. We found two swine, two pigs, two pigs in, in an apartment complex. Only in Mississippi, dude. Only in Mississippi does this happen. First time in my history of looking at units that we found some pigs. Funny as all get out. Oh, my gosh. But that's what happens sometimes. And so that's what it was. Now, we assess this, and with the disparity in occupancy, made about a $40,000 discrepancy on income. At a 10 cap, that's $400,000 difference in value, okay? And we have a little bit more, you know, about another $150,000 of CapEx. We also, in, um, their roofs were horrible shape. Now. Initially, if it wasn't for this, okay, we are really good at what we do. And when we have what we think is roofing issues, we have great roofing chronic. Uh, you know, we talk to all the local guys, all the big local guys too. We bring them on property and they're like, hey, I, this is an insurance claim. There was a big storm that came through here. This is an absolute insurance claim. And thank God because, um, so we contacted the seller 
and said, listen, we've got this professional roofer. He's done lots of roofs. He knows the area. He's done other roofing claims in the area. This is a roofing claim, and I think we need to turn it into insurance. And so we do. So guess what? Guess what we're going to get in this property? Complete replacement roofs. That's about a $400,000 project. Kabam, right? Now, that was great. But if, if we didn't get that, this was absolutely going to be a no deal. There's no way because between the disparity in the money and the additional roofing projects, that's going to be, it was like almost $800,000. There's no way that we were going to bridge that gap. And we were going to have to kill the deal. And killing the deal would have cost me roughly about fifteen, maybe $17,000. Okay, that is a tough pill to swallow. But I would much rather bite $17,000 and chew it up and swallow that pill than to put my money, my investors, at risk. I need you to be very clear on that aspect because, man, if I would have said, oh, we can still do the deal, we can still do the deal. That's not what I said to my management company. When they came back with me, I said, listen, either he's got to come down to this price or we don't do a deal. That's it. Because our metrics in our calculators showed us that we had to be at five. Now, we also were smart, so we went and looked at our loan, you know, we, we, now we have to go through, look through the whole process and say, okay, what kind of loan can we get? And we actually found a loan out there for the right interest rate that will carry a lot of the CapEx, right? So in other words, I don't have to use investor money, which is expensive. I can use bank money, which is a lot cheaper. And so when we put this whole thing together, what we needed was a purchase price of 5.5, five, okay? So that ends up being around a $300,000 difference in price instead of four, okay? We asked for four. We end up settling for $300,000. And $300,000 price reduction makes our numbers work. It gives us enough cushion to make the deal, okay? But I just want to, like, two days ago, this was a dead deal. It was a dead deal. In fact... We initially told them, like, because we wanted to, like, shock and awe. So this is like a negotiation tactic. We told them $700,000 where we walk, okay? And when we said that number, we put it in writing very, and we have data that we shoved that way, like, so much data that they couldn't refute our numbers. They couldn't argue because we showed them what they had coming in and what they're at now. And they're like, listen. That's the disparity of blank dollars. And they couldn't argue with us, right? They know that we're right. And we know we're right. And so that is how, but we still shocked it. We asked for way more than we needed. And guess what? We were totally expecting them to say thank you and walk away. And we were willing to walk away. But that's not what happened. Because the guy really wants to sell the deal. Why? He's not a great operator. He's operating out of his state and he does and he's kind of doing it self-management and it's not going well. We know this. So he said, well, listen, let's, let's negotiate. So we had to get, a, a, you know, we we're about three days left on our due diligence before our money went hard. So we first uh, negotiated a 10 day extension 
You got the 10 day extension in place immediately. And four days, this is, I think today's day four, um, we struck a deal for $300,000 in our price difference. And we really needed 400,000. Or we, need, we wanted 400,000, we could take three. And uh, so we got three. And um, so we're gonna do a deal. No, actually, no, we got four. No, we got four. Five, three. Yeah, we got four. This is 575. We got 450. Hold on, what am I thinking? We have 450. <laughs> okay, so hold on, we got 450. I did better than I thought. And that it's what's the problem when I do things at night and I got a fire by me and my, my brain gets a little crazy. So we did the deal. Um, we're going or we're going forward with the deal. Now, this deal is supposed to close um like February 15th. They think. They think it's gonna close February 15th. But what they forgot, because we've not really even started the money raising process yet because I didn't want to turn it on until I knew it was a deal because we, as we went to the site visit, we, we uncovered stuff right away. And that was like almost last month. But we still had, it took, it takes, um, you know, a four, full 30 days for us to complete all our paperwork and have it in a, a format that we can shove it to people and negotiate. Okay. And so because of that, we've, I mean, I've not, I've not moved forward on trying to really market the deal. I, I actually just pushed it out like three days ago. And now I've got to change the numbers because our numbers are changed now. So that's something I've got to do. And, um, but whatever. Um, but now instead of raising, having to raise like 2.3 million, um, because we're getting financing for a lot of the CapEx, I got to raise like 1.7. So that's, now that's a really easy deal to go fund and get, uh, get, get money for. And, um, and by the way, today I had a great day. I raised like, I don't know, I think $400,000 today. So it was a great day. And um, so now go back to the profitability piece of the difference in the plays. That momentum play that we talked about, Forest Wood, going to make a million dollars. On the Grove, year one, we lose money. I think we lose like $40,000 or $50,000 of money year one. Um, and I'm still going to pay my investors. Now I'm going to back fund. I'm going to borrow more money than I need or basically have my investors give me $50,000 more money so I can pay them their payments all throughout when we start. I don't want them to miss the payment. I want them to get their money on time, okay? And I'm okay because the deal conforms and it makes it works. Year two, I make like $60,000. That's about as much money as I made on Forestwood, okay? Year three, though, I make one hundred twenty. Year four, it's like 180. Um, year five, it gets better, right? So, and when we sell it, we're going to make about $3 million. My profit. That's not including my investor's profit, okay? That is exciting. That's a really good deal. And so on the value adds, right? The repositioning, that means you're taking something from a current state and making it better you're going to reposition it from this old ugly to a new pretty right and when you do that you can make big profits it's a little bit more riskier if you don't know what you're doing but this is like our bread and butter we love two things that go wrong in most apartment complexes which is deferred maintenance and bad management this property suffers from both and the reason we know this is because the surrounding area, all the other apartment complexes are trading 
at around 95% occupancy, meaning everybody else is full, but this property's not. And why is it not? It's because it's managed by crappy people that don't give a crap, and it's and it looks like crap. So when you got nothing but crap, you're going to get crap tenants, and you're going to get crap tenants that won't pay. And so don't do crap. <laughs> so hopefully that gives you some insight. Dude, I, I, love, I love this business, man. I really do, man. I, I hope, I hope, I hope that you will take me up on getting going to that Kahuna Wealth Builders, getting my quick start video series, or better yet, um, go get my book. Go to whythericherichard.net uh, and get my book. I'm still giving it away for free. I got like a thousand copies. I think I have maybe 300 uh, copies left. And um, I would love to give you a book for free. Just pay, pay shipping and handling. Um, but guys, the boardroom, Kahuna boardroom is coming. The uh, Kahuna cash flow calculator is coming. Um, lots of good stuff in 2018. My goal is, it's not about money for me. I want to change lives. I want to change your life. I want to have this. I want you guys to become cash flow creators. Okay. I, I want, and, and also we're going to, when you get this calculator, if you do the training, we're going to have it set up. Kind of like ClickFunnels. You guys ever watch ClickFunnels? Like, I'm not that smart, but I'm a great copier. So Russell Brunson's got this thing that if you watch his little tutorials, he gives you some cool swag. I'm going to give you my swag if you watch the video. Right? I've got this cool shirt that says Cash Flow Creator. And on the back, it says Rents Due. And it's an awesome shirt. And here's the thing. It's not like Russell's. Russell's got a crap shirt, okay? I love you, Russell but your shirt sucks, okay? My shirt is cool. It feels great. Um, and people wear it. So there's the difference, right? You want, it's great to have a shirt and give it away as a giveaway. But if it's a cheap, crappy shirt, no one's gonna wear it. And so what's that gonna do for anybody? I wanna make some stuff that like you wanna wear, like it feels good. That's what I'm about, okay? So uh, again, thanks so much for your time. Um, Guys, if you can dream it, if you can believe it, you can do anything you set your mind to. I, I say this each and every podcast, but I'm, I'm telling you, I believe in it. I believe with everything that I am. As a guy that started from backwoods country boy that worked his butt off, managed selling cars, working at, I mean, doing all the craziest jobs you'd ever, dude, I sold Kirby vacuum cleaners, okay? I'm that guy. I just wanted to win all my life. I wasn't able to do it in sports. Um, I always had a will to win. I didn't know what, I didn't get the download from the mothership till I was like 30 years old and found my passion in real estate. And ever since then, I've been on a relentless journey. And I'm telling you, it is beyond my dreams how good it is. Beyond my dreams. I'm living the life I, I could have never even dreamed of. I mean, we're getting ready. I'm going, I'm going on another. We just came from Park City a couple of, like last week, and we're going to go to St. Thomas or something on a cruise next in two weeks on the 19th. So um, I'm living proof that your paradise, whatever your paradise is, it is absolutely possible. 
And all you have to do is believe it with the thing between your two ears and believe it wholeheartedly and then go on a relentless pursuit for it. You can do it. Thanks and have a wonderful day, guys.